with all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. When was the last time you felt celebrated? Well, you've come to the right place. Join me, Susan Hookstra, host of The Notice Podcast, as we explore our need to be noticed through biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, as you prepare for the holidays, Would you enjoy unwrapping a gift every day before Christmas? What if these gifts could alter your perspective? Join me as I talk with Jennifer Elwood, author of the devotional book, Counting Up to Christmas. We discuss how to unwrap the gifts she describes from the Gospel of Luke and how these gifts may change our view and how we can take notice of God during Advent. Writer and speaker Jennifer Elwood is from Central Washington State, where she serves at Memorial Bible Church and is founder of the Refuge Bible Study Community and Refuge Conference. She began writing after going to Israel in 2015, when the Bible suddenly became rich with colors, taste, and smells in a new way. Historical fiction, art, and biblical archaeology is a joy to her, which inspired her devotional Counting Up to Christmas. She is host of the Refuge Podcast and is married to Tom, has three children, some bonus children, and delights in her extended family and church family. So Jennifer, welcome to The Notice. Thank you so much for having me. I am glad to be here. I'm excited that you're here because I love this book. This is such a great devotional. You know, the the Christmas time is crazy and hectic. And so often we don't spend some time to to reflect. And, you know, I was thinking about Advent and I remember Advent being those little Advent calendars. Mm -hmm. But essentially Advent means coming. That word means like to live in expectation and anticipation. So I love that. And, but we seem to panic when all with all that needs to get done during Christmas time. Is there something that you happen to panic about when you prepare for the holidays? You know, every year I say, I'm going to wrap everything before Christmas Eve. And every year <laughs> I don't meet that goal. <laughs> I think maybe last year I finished up on the 23rd. So I spent, but, but I spend time thinking I should wrap, I should wrap, I should wrap. And I just don't do it because it's not like impending. And I'm right. realizing that what I need to do is wrap when I get. So this year I have wrapping paper in my closet, ready to <laughs> there go. You go. There you go. <laughs> we, we have a little room in my house that get, it gets a little colder than the others. So we call it the North Pole and we hide. <laughs> We hide all our Christmas presents in the North Pole. It's kind of funny. But these uh, times, it gets so crazy and busy. And I think especially as women, we just, I don't know about you, but I feel like I have so much to do. And so when somebody says to me, okay, 
now, Susan, I want you to read a devotional during Advent. And, you know, part of me is like, ah, but then I realized this is exactly what God wants us to do. And there's so many different ways we get inspired during the holidays, but you took a trip to the Holy Land. And the first time you went there, that's what inspired you to write this devotional. So tell me a little bit about that. When Lisa Turkhurst went to Israel for the first time, she she put out on her blog a few devotionals with pictures showing Israel. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, I want to go. I need to go. I have to go. Oh my goodness. And I started looking for a tour. Nothing really, really felt right. And then a couple of years later, she announced that she was leading a tour. Mm. And I said, aha, this is it. This is the tour. And I went for the first time. And all of a sudden, you know, I had wanted to write, I had thought I'd like started a blog, stopped a blog, wasn't really sure, didn't have a lot of, I didn't really have a compass for what I was supposed to do. And after going to Israel, realized like, there is so much there and there's so much culture and the Bible just came to life in pictures. And I'm like, okay, maybe not everyone will go to Israel, but if someone talks to me, they're going to see a picture from my phone or from hear about an experience of, you know, opening the Bible up in a way that brings it to life a little bit differently than just, you know, reading the words on the page. And that is plenty, but there is more to be had if you really dig in and put color and images and smells and tastes and all of that into your Bible study. Yeah. And you use the gospel of Luke. This is kind of your anchor for the whole devotional. Tell me a little bit about that. Why, why the gospel of Luke? I think it was the first Christmas after I married my husband. And cause this is the 13th year that I will read the gospel of Luke, a chapter a day in December. I was listening to, I think it was maybe focus on the family on the radio and someone came on and suggested reading a chapter a day of Luke because there's 24 chapters. Mm, okay. And also because in his account, we get, you know, Mary's kind of her side of the story right. of Jesus's birth. And then you are celebrating the resurrection on Christmas Eve. And that is awesome because you have this fresh recollection of a very detailed gospel where Jesus is like, he's on the ground, like he's eating at people's houses. He's interacting with women. He's doing all of these really unique and amazing things in their culture. And it just wraps up in a perfect bow for that particular month leading up to Christmas. 24 chapters. Huh? 24. 24 mm -hmm. chapters. What a ride. So that's what makes us count up to Christmas, right? That's, that's it. And each day you you feature, I love how you call them gifts, because each, each day is a gift that's unwrapped. And it's actually unwrapped prior to Christmas. So there's a chapter on prayer, and there's one on reconciliation. Tell us a little bit more about some of these gifts and, what, and what, what, what's important about that. You know, I love, I actually love the gift of prayer because when you think of Luke one, that is not something that you think of because in Luke one, it is dense with 
John's father getting prophesied to by the angel and then John being born and Mary finding out that she's going to have the savior and going to visit Elizabeth and all of these things happen. But what happens first in Luke 1.10 is that the multitude of the people were gathered together in prayer at the hour of incense. And it was this prayer that I thought, we miss it. We miss that all these people were gathered together. It was maybe Sabbath. It might have been, we don't know what time of year. It might have been one of the appointed festivals where everyone was in Jerusalem and people were gathered in prayer around the temple at the moment that Zechariah, you know, happened to be chosen to go into not the Holy of Holies, but the, the second kind of outer area that only the person that won the lottery for that day could go into. And I started imagining like what it would have been like that day for a woman that had gone to this big gathering of prayer of praying people, what rumor mill might've happened that day. And so that, that was like a huge beginning for me. That was, I read Luke one so many times before I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What do I have to say? Like, and, and realizing that there were going to be all these little things kind of tucked away in scripture that upon reading multiple times, were going to open for me. And so like, there's other really kind of unique gifts and ones that I was like, okay, God, like, where are you going with this? Like opening the gift of lamentation. I did not consider the ability to cry out to God in pain and anguish, mm-hmm. you know, As a but, gift? but it is a gift because it means that we don't have to be put together to come to God. <laughs> Amen. He, he welcomes, he so welcomes glad. our lamentation. He does. The gift of saltiness, you know, looking through and trying to figure out, you know, that particular day and realizing that salt represents, you know, covenant permanence and, and, but also a seasoning and how that all works together. And, and then, but the other things like, you know, but human, you know, like humility, which is the gift that um, on my podcast this year, we're opening a gift each day with a guest and you you helped me open the gift of humility. And there's, yeah, there's just a lot of really unique gifts that were kind of, some of them were obvious, some of them were tucked away, um, but they all kind of took me by surprise and I just went with it. (laughs) And I love in this devotional that you, you know, of course there's the 24 days leading the 24 chapters, which is nice and tidy, but one of the things that you do is, is yes, you're going to read the scripture, but there's more to it. You, first of all, you put some pictures in there and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about these pictures. Why, what's the significance of those? Well, I had originally planned to open each day with a picture from Israel. And I had a third family. I had, I had gone twice and the second time knew I was going to write this book, but I, didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I thought, you know, I better take a lot of pictures this time because I might need to remember things, not even thinking that I would be using them in the book. But I did, I did that intentionally to remember. 
And so as I visited Israel that time, I really had in mind that I was going to do something with it. I didn't think I'd be using the pictures in the book. I thought I was just kind of documenting things for later, um, but then realized I really wanted to open up and give people a visual. And we had a family trip planned for our third, for my third visit that got canceled because it was June, 2020 mm-hmm. and we could not go. And so then I had to consider what I was going to use instead And some people suggested if I'm using my own photography and I was going to maybe use some art that why not get inspired by the art to create a scene with people. Mm -hmm. And so my kids, my dad, I think everyone in my family, except for my husband is is in this book. Mm -hmm. My, my, my now six-year-old daughter is uh opens the gift of prayer i captured this moment of her like Mm. oh my goodness it's just beautiful my daughter and my niece portrayed uh, mary and martha because i wasn't happy with anything that i found online i didn't think martha was intense enough so (laughs) (laughs) like like i don't want martha was not prayerful as she as she approached jesus i think she was probably pretty pretty angry and she was, she was panicking because it was Christmas time. Yeah. It was Christmas in her house. Yes. She's trying to wrap those presents. <laughs> and her, and her sister's there with the, the gift. Right. And, and, but like all people were surrounding them. And I mean, there was a lot of pressure to get the food on the table. That's funny that to, to talk about that, because isn't that what we do? Yeah. We, we miss the gifts. And this podcast is about noticing God. How do we notice God during the Christmas season? Sometimes we've got to stop and look at the gifts. They're right in front of us and we don't stop and look at them. So you do this, you you read the scripture and you've got some art that goes around with this. And then you talk about this Christmas quietude. Mm. What's a Christmas quietude? So... A few years ago, I went to a women's conference and they encouraged us and kind of taught us how to have a covenant of silence. And I realized as I moved, wanting to encourage people to do that, I um, started thinking, well, what, what's my word to describe that? What's, how do I describe that with the Lord? And I went to the dictionary. I, <laughs> I spent quite a bit of time trying to figure out exactly what it was called. And when I came across the word quietude, that was is that it. A, is that actually a word? It is actually yeah, a word. It's not a word that you made up. I thought it was a word you made up. See, I, I kind of like thought like, is, is, I wondered if that was a word. Because I was kind of thinking like quiet, how, like, how, how like am I going attitude to attitude or fortitude? <laughs> then there's quietude. Okay, exactly, exactly. And it is a real word. And it, it, it's like calling, calling, you know, just peace and listening. So in quietude, you're not sitting there, you know, anxiously chewing on your prayers. You've spent time in the word you've spent time kind of opening the word a little bit wider and then you decide to intentionally spend some time quiet listening. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is necessarily a wise thing to do that 
to do quiet listening if you're not in the word, because other stuff can definitely kind of get in there. Yeah, good, really good point. So I don't start with quietude, I end with it. And then after that, have a recommended worship song to go with that particular gift that day. It was funny, a couple of years ago, I said, I asked someone, I'm like, do you realize that there is like a perfect Christmas song for every chapter of the gospel of Luke? And they were like, what? I'm like, no, 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 it's true. And it's not just any worship song. It is like a Christmas song. Nice. I, yeah, I made a Spotify playlist of all of it and then added, you know, some extra eclectic things. And it is, it's such a fun playlist because when I listen, when I paired those songs with those devotionals, so now when I see the baptism of Jesus, I hear the hallelujah chorus. When I, you know, when I consider uh, Mary and when Jesus, you know, was you know, prophesying in his hometown and basically said, I'm I'm not gonna be able to do anything here because you guys don't actually believe me. And they take him to the cliff. Like, how did she feel? And it's like, okay, well, Mary, did you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so. Right, right. right. Lots of connections there. And I love that your devotion is more like a practice, you know, let's read scripture. Let's visualize what, what that could look like with art then let's be quiet and listen to what God wants to tell us about it. And let's, let's praise him and thank him and reflect with the worship. And then at the end, you talk about this, you give room for people to journal. We talk about this a lot in the Christian circles, journal, journal. But the the thing with journaling is it's exhaling. Mm -hmm. You know, you're taking all this in. And when you start to exhale, I mean, part of the reason why I like to write Part of the reason, like I liked her song, right? Part of the reason I like to even talk or do a podcast is because I'm by exhaling what I'm learning from God, it cements it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you're, you're doing that in this book. So I am, I'm going to discipline myself. I'm doing that this Christmas. Yay. I, I am so excited to do this. And I want to encourage listeners out there to consider doing it too, because we need to stop. We need to stop. We, we have so many expectations about Christmas. And there's so much panic. So with all this panic and these expectations about the Christmas season, how, how will this book call us to rest? I think, you know, this book really calls you to be very intentional with your time. Because while I do have a little bit of like, verse writing and a little bit of a, a little bit of a Bible study homework kind of component in each day by the middle of December, that's pretty much gone. And so depending on how long you decide to journal, you know, most days is still going to take you at least 15 minutes to read the chapter, read the devotional, spend a few moments in quiet, maybe journal, Um, And then another few minutes to listen to the song. So you're really looking at pretty close to about 20 minutes a day. And I felt like when, well, I've gotten a lot better at sticking to devotionals like that, because now that I've written one, I see the power of them. I think even more to carve out the time. It's interesting because while you were talking, I was doing a little number crunching (laughs) 
Uh, 24 hours a day, okay, is 1,440 minutes. Mm. What's 20 minutes of that? Yeah. And, and there are shorter devotionals out there that would take you less time. I think that experiencing a book with co- a lot of color is, is very unique because most people print in black and white. Because, and I get it because I make a dollar a book. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's well, not a lot because of the, of the color printing. It's worth it because I think it just opens up scripture in a way that is so inviting. Mm-hmm. And I think we need that, especially in these, you know, I mean, these are like newly appointed times, right? Like we're, we're, we're yeah. celebrating the birth and then really it's not that much longer. And we're into, we're into Lent and we're celebrating his, his resurrection, and, and, and worth setting the time aside for it's interesting because people told me like, some people were like, well, I kind of didn't listen to the music because, you know, I did this, 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 and this, and I really enjoyed the journaling. And then some people were like, oh, I had, I had struggled to have enough quiet time because I just wanted to get to the worship song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so specifically had multiple components, not so that people could beat themselves up later that they didn't listen to all the worship songs or they didn't do quietude every day, but just that it's there and available for people that want to do it. And, you know, and if you don't get it to it this year, maybe another year, you'll pick it up again. I want to encourage our listeners to, to get this book and just count down to Christmas. Take a minute, listen because it's not just the Christmas day, it's the whole season. We need to celebrate. We've got mm-hmm. lots to celebrate. We, we had a Savior who came and he died for us and rose again and, and, did, and is just doing glorious things in our life. So how can they get the book? Right now, it's available on Amazon.com. And so I decided to start the Refuge podcast with Jennifer Elwood. And season one is daily opening the gift from my book with a guest for each day in December and episodes are short from someone's personal story of how that particular gift has been opened in their lives. And I'm nearly done recording and I am so excited about how it's all coming together. If somebody wants to, they could just listen to the podcast. They could. Four days. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if someone's, uh, you know, for people that have read the book, well, what I'm finding is that once people read the read Luke once that way, they want to do it again mm-hmm. and again. And I have people this year because I offered my my rough draft the year before, and even the year before that, I was like, "Does anyone want to read this with me?" So I've been doing this now. This is my fourth year of hosting a group online. I think that first year there was like 10 of us. And now there's a couple of hundred that seems to be growing every day of people that are like, yeah, I want to do this. Let's, let's read Luke. So listeners go read some Luke, sit down and watch and look at these beautiful pictures. Just get some Christmas quietude and take a minute and journal. I think it can help you in this season of craziness. So Jennifer, thank you so much for being here and have a merry, merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Have a wonderful Christmas. 
As I reflect on this episode and reading the book of Luke, I can't help but think of two words, anticipation and expectation. You know, I wonder if there's really a difference. So I looked it up and Webster describes anticipation as excitement about something that's going to happen. And they describe expectation as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So friends, this means that Advent is actually a really special time because we can not only live in anticipation, which is excitement, but we can live in expectation that it's really going to happen, that Jesus is really going to come because we know that he did. And I'm just thinking it can't be that much different as we await the second coming of Jesus either because we can get excited and we can have a strong belief that it's going to happen, that it will happen, that he will come. So I'm hopeful that as you read through the book of Luke during Advent, that God will shed some insight into his glorious nature and he'll help you to live in anticipation and expectation of all that he can do. Also, during the Christmas season, you may be wondering, what is just the right gift for someone? I invite you to consider purchasing my book, A Firm Grasp, Feeling Validated in a Notice Me World. This spiritual transformation book answers questions about our need to be noticed and how we can anchor on the mercy of God for our solution. You can purchase it on Amazon.com. As always, I appreciate your support. Until next time, take notice. Oh